Is that camera work? You're listening to the Simple Table Podcast, where we dive into complex, real, and relevant topics. The word family gets thrown out a lot in church, and it's one of the four things that we have talked about, um, family, worship, equipping, and, um, and loving the community, loving people. Um, and, and I just would love to have a conversation about what does family really mean? Uh, what does family mean from the context that we have experienced, but also what does it mean in God's perspective? Um, so I'd love to just kind of dialogue about that today and, um, and really explore like, what is the nature of the church? Um, I, I personally feel like we've overemphasized um, church as an organization and underemphasized uh, it as a family. And so I think that that's something that um, there has been a swell over the last uh, five to 10 years. That, that term of family has been coming up over and over and over again. Um, and so I just want to talk about what does this mean for, for us in our context? What does this mean personally? But uh, where are we going? What are, what are we really pursuing when we talk about family? So, um, Nicole, when you, when you think of family, what are you, what are you thinking of? What is your perspective? I feel like just talking about family is different than talking about what family is in church because everybody has a different definition of what family means. Um, and a lot of people, family is not a, is not a good context for them. And so I think just what it means to me versus to you, to you, to anyone else, or to what God is talking about it's supposed to mean, they could all be super different, and so if there's not a clear picture of what family is meant to be, then when you talk about it in a church setting, some people are going to shy away from that. They're going to cringe. They're going to get uncomfortable or nervous. Um, I think family is meant to be a place that is loving and safe and um, not easy always like it's not just like oh this is comfortable family isn't comfortable but family is safe and those are two different things like that's a big thing that i've thought about the last year even in conversations because i think we're like oh that didn't feel good that wasn't family Mm. and i don't think that that's what it means Mm. yeah when you when you think of family Braden, do you come uh do you come from uh, a tradition that uh, emphasizes family or is family something that um, really you've you've thought a lot about just and how does that relate yeah. to your perspective when it comes to church so family has always been um, even though you know we not certain family members may not be close with each other we're still connected by blood that's that's one of the things you can't ever get away from that's not ever going to change And so looking at it from the standpoint of because you're never going to get away from that, you are tied to that conversation Mm. forever. Like you may not want to talk to somebody, but you're not getting rid of them. Mm. They're always going to be your family. And it's the same kind of thing in the church is that when I think of family, I think more in lines of inclusive, Mm. you know, Um, and I think the way 
the church in the past has kind of done that is more in the organizational side and less on the family side because mm. then it makes it really easy for us to divide. Mm. And we have those that are out and those that are in. Yeah. And so, but with the idea of family being an inclusive thing that, you know, we're all in Christ and it's his blood that's tied us together, you're not going to be able to get rid of somebody so easily. Yeah. You know, it's, you can, you can stop talking with them, but it's like what you were saying. It's not going to necessarily be easy, but you cannot leave the conversation. Yeah. You can think you are, but you're not leaving the conversation. Just kind of like how it, it's exactly how, uh, with our inclusion into the Trinity, you can ignore them completely, but they're not going away. And so I think it's the same thing because Christ has reconciled the world to himself. You're not getting rid of anybody. Mm. You can ignore them. You can treat them badly. You can do all these things, but it's not going to change the fact that, hey, guess what? You're going to see him again. Yeah. You know, we, we like to think in the, the here and now as opposed to eternity. Mm. Like my mansion's going to be far away from your mansion. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. You, you are going to live on the other side of the tracks while I'm over here yeah. and we're never going to talk. And that's just not how it is. Yeah. Um, it's easy to, to try to separate out like that. But I think, I think what's happening within the church and, and why family is becoming such a huge topic and uh, just something that the Lord's really pulling at is because he's trying to pull people back into relationship and show that this is about relationship. Mm -hmm. You're not getting away from it. You keep running from it. You keep trying to run to the organization side yeah. or the responsibility side. And while those things are important, they're not more important than relationship because mm -hmm. this, this is founded in love and relationship with him, with each other. And that's what he wants. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to get what he wants. We can fight tooth and nail, but you know, you got to come to a realization that if you are, are looking at somebody outside of how he sees them, you're going to find it really easy to divide them from the pack mm. and say they're not included. But once we start actually seeing others, whether it's inside the church or outside the church, which we got to come to a realization of what that actually is as, as opposed to this divisional thing, yeah. this line that we've drawn. Family is including all and seeing them for how he sees them yeah. and calling that out and coming alongside people's passions and, and just calling out who they are. Yeah. You know, this, um, I had a couple of thoughts as you were sharing. Uh, are you guys familiar with the, the show Blue Blood? No. I've heard of it. Um, I have not watched it. You haven't seen it? Okay, so um, it's, it's about a family uh, who lives in uh, New York City, and um, each, each Sunday night they come together for a meal, uh, like, or a Sunday afternoon. Um, and it's so interesting because the line of work, they're, they're uh, a family who's um, got older siblings now, and the dad's the only one alive. Uh, the grandfather is alive as well. Um, mother had passed away, but they they come to the table and they they consistently eat together. And um, at that table, there are discussions, uh, 
you know, there's, there's disapproval about differences of opinions and, and things of that nature. But um, the father and the grandfather, they sit at the ends of the table and it's interesting how they continue to pull each other towards each other, even in um, the disapproving of others' uh, opinions and, and ideas. And um, the health that you see is, is so beautiful. It's not even the full picture of, of the nature of God. Um, but this, this idea of the table, coming to the table, um, has been something that's really been uh, perplexing to me. Like we have distanced ourselves from the idea of, of sitting together at a meal and, and sharing a meal together. And um, over the course of, of time, I think that you bond the most when you're able to sit together, share a meal together, and um, and learn who each other are, even in the midst of disagreements. Um, and what I have observed in my short time of being in the church is that the table has really been removed from the community of God. Um, you know, potlucks are, are something that used to be a regular in church communities. We don't do potlucks all that often, but there was something interesting when you when you would regularly eat together that it would build a bond, um, build a relationship. And I just think back to uh, the early church. Um, the early church experience, they were meeting together house to house. And when you are in someone's house, um, you see the mess, the chaos, the, the crazy. You see, you see some of the order as well, um, but you realize you see their humanity. <laughs> and, and I think that so often, uh, what we've done is in the church, we've removed unintentionally, uh, but then it's become so comforting for us. We've removed our humanity um, from this relationship. And so family starts to look less like um, come as you are and be loved and more like come looking like this and then we will love. Right. Come believing like this and then you will be loved. And so I, I think about like, what was the nature of this, this relationship that Jesus invites us into? Um, when I look at Jesus's ministry, I see him regularly eating. Most of the stories are about his interactions outside of this, outside of the synagogue, uh, outside of, of the temple gatherings. It's in real life engagements and interactions with people who are very different from the religious order and their expectations. And I just wonder, like, as you've been, as you've been seeing Jesus, as you've been um, wrestling with the idea of, of what does this look like to be a follower of Jesus? How are you, how are you finding Jesus's life refining your perspective of the earth, of, of humanity, and, and this, this institution organization called the church? He did not try to build something, and that's different than, um, besides building relationship, I think trying to build something is different than building relationship, and when it comes to the church, I feel like um, it's easy to not see it as relational. It's easy to see it as more of an organization or a business. And what Jesus continued to do was go outside of what was even acceptable as far as relational situations. 
who we would talk to, who we would bring in, who we would empower, mm. wasn't in that day who you think would be like great to help this organization grow. Mm. Um, and I think he was painting a picture of anyone would be welcome. It's not that you have to look a certain way, but I think you have to accept something that some chose not to about about being invited to that to what he was asking them to come to. Some didn't want to come. Um, am I being negative about the church when I say no. I th about it being treated like an organization? Jesus didn't try and grow a business. Which makes me ask the question of like, what's what's then success? Because I think we. Like this is something that I have a lot of questions on is is our idea of church so American cultured that we that we are missing like what is the kingdom culture that that really flips the American culture or any culture of the world upside down like I don't think that that's I don't think it's negative I think it's the sh the stark reality that every generation has to walk through of realizing how much their culture they're painting or they're placing upon what they think that Jesus is meaning when he's talking about the kingdom of God. Say it. Well, my, my mind just goes lots of different places. And so um, even tying in family today, today and where we're at culturally and how that applies to how Jesus approached relationship, relationship is, is, I think what people are hungry for and needing and wanting and looking for by all all these ways that are actually promoting lack of relationship and lack of depth or or like real connection with people if they're posting things online and I'm not saying social media is bad but I think the more that we look at Jesus he was he spent so much time with people but he also knew how to pull away and get away um he wasn't on a phone though and i think part of today what pulls us away from family is we can be in the same house and be on our phones and be completely separate from one another that happens in the church too and we have these tools but i think sometimes they keep us from experiencing actually sitting at a table with each other and it's a sacrifice to put your phone down for a certain amount of time um it's like even I am like, oh, I, okay, well, are we almost done? Because I need to go check that. Because what if this, this, or this? Or I feel pressure because part of my job requires me to be accessible at times. And, mm. and I just think that pulls us away from family. And I think Jesus was very much like he, he knew what his priorities were. And he didn't seem to let anything get him distracted mm. from priorities. And they didn't always look like the priorities people thought that they should but he seemed undistractable yeah. in relationship. I when I when I hear you say that, I think of him being powerful and being able to um, respond to his culture rather yeah. than react to his culture. You know, the the story of him walking with his disciples through the fields, and they were picking grains of wheat heads of wheat, and the Pharisees come to him and start complaining about his, his family. And he's going, you, you realize like, these are all, these are all peripheral things that were 
were supposed to aid you in being able to experience like life-giving stuff, but they become burdens to you. And I think that phones are those same things. Like these these laws that were really to help transition uh, a, a people who were slaves into identifying themselves as as free and sons and daughters, uh, all of a sudden became slaves to this new way of thinking. And so Jesus comes and he starts disrupting those cultural norms, those those things that kept them from seeing value in a person because they weren't doing the right things. And Jesus like steps in and he starts going, well, you're missing the whole point. Now all of a sudden you're categorizing people and you're kicking people out of the family because they're not doing the right things. They're not acting in the right ways. They're screwing up. They're, they don't look like me. Mm-hmm. Really what it comes down to is the idea they don't look like me. And Jesus is like, stepping in and protecting uh, that's that's the thing i think that family really does a the healthiest family does a great job of is like i can fight with my brother or sisters the moment that someone else starts to fight with them like i step in and 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 jesus was really bringing back the whole idea of your humanity is is like is the crux of this whole thing like who you are as a person is more important than all those other things yeah i i recently heard this teaching that the beauty of jesus coming in person is that you have humanity as a staple in the trinity Mm. forever yeah like you cannot separate humanity from the rest of everything else, yeah, you know? And a lot of times we try to separate out the spiritual from, well, you're just, you're being of the world, brother, mm-hmm. and you need to come up here to a higher place. Well, the higher place also has humanity in it. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting rid of that. Yeah. So. Uh, going back to like what you were talking about with social media and phones and all this kind of stuff, we're, the, the human race has been notorious for coming up with new technology and great ideas. And that's divinely inspired, I believe, but we don't try to figure out what the tool is actually used for. Mm. And we start using it for things that was never meant to be used for. Mm. And so then we get into this, we use it every day. And we stop asking questions. Christy and I were talking about this the other night. You cannot get any better of communication than this. Yeah. Because it's in person, you're seeing and and you're talking, uh, you're seeing reactions, you're seeing body language, it's all the senses engaged. And you lose so much of that in email, in social media, in phone calls even because phone calls, you can't see the person. And social media, you have, it's essentially like somebody writing a fictional story about themselves Mm -hmm. and giving it to the world. And it's not up to them how they're being seen. They're they're trying to put out an image of who they wanna be seen as, but it's the person who's getting it, who's seeing it, that's interpreting that. And so it, what it comes down to is this really not a good form of communication whenever it's something that is meant to be this. Yeah. You can't replace relationship one-on-one with technology. Yeah. And 
but that flows into so many other things. It flows into the church and how we operate in organization. And it's, it's like what we were talking about the other day where you can take responsibility and you put it up here above relationship. And now your responsibility is I got to make this happen. I got to do this and all the things, all the rules, everything takes priority over actual relationship. And what Jesus was coming to restore was that relationship over responsibility. He's not saying responsibility is bad, but he's saying it's a whole lot easier to do this stuff if we're talking and you're not leaving the conversation and you're engaging with me because guess what? I'm the creator. Mm -hmm. I have the answers and you're not just coming to me for answers. It's not, Hey, I have a question. Give me an answer. Mm -hmm. Cheat sheet, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. It's, this is about back and forth. And through those things, you start to get really great ideas. You get to see this responsibility that I took on is not necessarily as difficult as I'm making it out to be. And sometimes it is difficult, but you, if you don't have anything to fall back on in that, then it starts to fall apart. So this whole idea of family comes back into play of what is the importance of family? It's, relationship it's the hey when you're struggling with something you have somebody right here yeah. that we're we're all together we're in this together and you're able to see it from a dis different perspective than i'm seeing it mm -hmm. and it, you know it's like that with arguments i talk to my kids about that they each come with their own argument and they're only seeing it from one side yeah. but you know much like the the world is, or earth is round. It's got many different perspectives to see from. And if you turn it just like this, you see a different perspective of what does it look like on this side? And I try to explain to them, you're only seeing your one side. If you start to actually see it from your sister's side or your brother's side, or even come to us so that we can help bring more clarity into this, then this becomes easier and it all goes back to relationship and it all goes back to family and being willing, not just to have the conversations, but to remain in the conversation mm -hmm. and not walk out. Yeah. Because once you walk out, you start to say I'm done. And there's a line now that one of us has to cross mm -hmm. and Jesus already crossed the line yeah. to bring restoration to us, to the Trinity. So yeah, good example of what we need to be doing as family. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. Um, I don't know how related it is, but I find myself even interested in the, in the nuclear families that we have today. Um, our houses are farther apart than they used to be. Our like we're we're just our family is usually just your your very nuclear family, and we can sometimes get protective of family time, and that makes family a priority. But at the same time, I almost think that somewhat lowering what family is meant to be because it's like only these people and not others. When I, and when you're talking about Jesus a little bit, I was realizing when he. He spent most of his time, at least later, in ministry. The people he chose to have with him weren't his actual nuclear family, but he, re you know, he called them his brothers and stuff. So I'm thinking, 
what is the, I don't know what the balance is or what is the place for my blood family or my nuclear family versus family that is including others besides that and what priority do you put on that and how much do I protect the time with these few versus letting other people into that and I don't even know that I know what that is. Mm -hmm.